Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Pod Jerky. On today's episode, we are going to change it up a bit, and we're going to do what I'm calling a podcast roundtable. What that means is that I've invited other guests from other podcasts to appear on today's show, and we're going to talk about podcasting in general. We're going to go over a couple of questions like what we're doing with the podcast, what are some of the struggles that we're going through, and stuff like that. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guests on today's show. We're first going to introduce Tina. She is from the Psychedelic Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited for this discussion, swapping stories with all of you. Three facts about me. I love everybody, but sometimes my tone comes off as sarcastic. So please don't ever think I'm being sarcastic. I'm probably not. (laughs) And we're going to welcome Sarah to the show as well. She's from Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I am also extremely excited to be here. So thank you for having me. And last but not least, we are going to welcome Rosa to the show. She's from the Ripple podcast. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for setting all of this up. I'm sure it wasn't easy, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it does take a lot of work, but you know what? I don't mind because this is actually good because you get a chance to meet a lot of new people that are kind of doing the same thing that you're doing. And it gives you a chance to just interact with different people from different parts of the world. In this case, with this podcast, I'm the lone Canadian and I'm interacting. (laughs) with three Americans, but it also gives you a chance to talk to other people and see what their takes are on everything. Absolutely. That's what I'm most excited about, getting some knowledge from everyone here. So I (laughs) want to start off by asking everyone, and I think we'll start with Tina. What is the significance of your podcast name? Okay. So a lot of people think when they read Psyche-Delic that it's about acid or LSD (laughs) and mushrooms. And I'm like, there is a hyphen there for a reason the psyche the human mind and how people work and social interactions and that's why I do a lot of interviews but I do have my panel of five which I interchange depending on what the topic is and we talk about psychology and social sciences but we make it fun nice okay and Rosa how about you what is the Ripple podcast and what is the significance of the uh, name of the podcast so the Ripple podcast name came from my sister and I listening to all kinds of true crime podcasts, but always wanting to know what happened next. They highlighted the main stories that you know everyone knew about, but we wanted to hear the stories after the stories and the ripples that were created. So that's kind of how the Ripple podcast title came up. Awesome. And Sarah, how about you? So Blackbird, an advocacy podcast, is a true crime podcast, but we don't just talk about true crime cases, we really try to advocate for victims of sexual and domestic violence. So we bring in a lot of information for like coping mechanisms for people who have uh, dealt with trauma, as well as for people who maybe have a loved one who has dealt with trauma. So the title Blackbird actually came about because my husband Dan and I were discussing what we wanted to call it. And we are both huge Beatles fans. And it popped into my head the lyrics of the song Blackbird. And that triggered exactly what I wanted this podcast to be about, that we are the eyes, we are the ears, we are everything that is going to help somebody else out there. And I actually also heard a little while back that Paul McCartney 
wrote Blackbird because of the civil rights movement in the United States back in the 60s. So it kind of just encapsulates everything about giving a voice to the voiceless, essentially. Very nice. Very nice. So when you guys were selecting your names for your podcast, did you find that you had to go through a bunch of different names or did you get it right on the first time that you selected it? Because I know with our podcast, I can tell you we probably went through about 50 different names and then looking up (laughs) these names actually came to say, you know, that podcast name is already taken and we didn't want to have something that was similar to somebody else. And then my co host actually came up with this name pod jerky overnight one night and just said hey let's try that and we kind of went with that because that was the one that wasn't out there and we stuck with that one so did you guys find any problems with that as well or did you guys just get it on the first shot anyone can answer sorry go ahead (laughs) i think pod jerky is an awesome name for one and i'm surprised you went through 50 before i answer can i ask you what three of them were (laughs) wow now it's it's hard to remember i know we had like two jerks Mm -hmm. Mike's uh, there, there were kind of I, I don't remember all of the names, yeah. to be honest with you, because it was quite a while ago. And now that we've settled on this one, it was kind of just in the back of my head. So I don't really remember all three, like any any of them that I actually tried to come up with. But they were almost kind of similar to other ones that we didn't know that were out there already. But now that we tried to select that name, we know those podcasts are there. Yeah. OK, well, we actually switched names, which was horrific as a podcaster to do. So we were the psychedelic comrades. And then I realized, uh oh, this could be taken way out of context, you know, with history and everything. And I was looking at comrades as like a friendship thing. But I actually had somebody tell me that it was anti-Semitic. And then I was like, oh, we've got to change this to the psychedelic podcast. And it just kind of came to me. It was always going to be psychedelic because I like plays on words. So that didn't change and now I'm kind of wondering if I should take the word podcast out and make it something else because I've done some research and apparently having the word podcast on your podcast is not that great because you're up against everyone else that has the word podcast in their name apparently (laughs) on Google. I actually didn't know that and and also another kind of tip is not to put your name of your podcast on your cell phone because it auto corrects it to psychedelic and then whenever you're putting it in to uh, different edits and stuff like that. It always corrects it. And then you have to correct me to say, hey, there's a hyphen there. And I'm like, you know what? I know that. So... <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa and Sarah, how about you guys? You know, it's funny that you were saying that you couldn't really remember very many of the other names because uh, same thing, I'm sure we had other names that we kind of threw around. Uh, We weren't as organized as you and didn't have an ongoing list going, but it's actually my sister came up with it. She threw out the ripple. That was exactly what we were going for. So once we heard it, and unfortunately there are a couple other ripple podcasts out there. It is common, but because of what we're kind of showing on our stories. We're just keeping it. (laughs) We're going for it. Yeah. (laughs) I I listen to both of all all of your podcasts and I think that your names are all very fitting. Oh gosh, thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Good. So yeah, for me, it's kind of the same with uh, uh, what Rosa was saying. I don't really remember the whole process of thinking of the name. I know that Dan at one point had mentioned, you know, what if we do something with a with 
birds, you know, to, to fly. Then I kept thinking, like, what about, a, you know, a caged bird? Let's let's have a bird, you know, released from the cage. And so that was kind of just like the free flow of it. And then, like I said, the, the whole Beatles thing, it just like popped into my head that it just made so much sense with the lyrics of that song. And, and that just stuck. But when we started looking up Blackbird in podcasts, there were so many of them. There are at least probably like six or seven that are named Blackbird, but they don't do the things that we do. So we wanted right. to add the little bit of an advocacy podcast. Now that I know from Tina that putting podcast in the name isn't a great thing, but we wanted to just, you know, let people know that this isn't just another Blackbird, you know, that didn't really have anything to do with yeah. the name. Because when you see the name Blackbird, you don't really know what it means. So to put an advocacy podcast after it, we wanted to make sure that it was really enforcing that that's what we're about. That's very smart. Now putting, I guess, changing your name from a podcast, though, is going to be very difficult because you already have your followers and mm -hmm. changing your name, you're going to lose some of those followers because they're not going to know that your name's changed unless they're reading your show notes or watching your advertisements on social media or whatever you're using to get your podcast out there. So did you find it hard to change the name, Tina, when you were doing the name change for your podcast? Oh, yeah, there were a lot of challenges involved with that. For one, I started with social media we made on Canva, which is one of the tools that I utilize mm -hmm. the most. I love Canva. So we made all the canvas for it before we re-released our new name. And then we had to change every single thing in our RSS feeds and every place we had to go and tell them, hey, we changed our name. Please update the logo. Like, Because not every podcast platform does that for you. So it, def it definitely was a struggle. And with Apple Podcasts, even more more of a struggle getting us back up on Apple when we changed the name. For a long time, the URL still said our old name, but I don't believe it's a problem with if they are subscribed to you and you don't have them on social media. It's not a problem. They're still subscribed to you even with the name change. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. Okay. So this next question that I kind of want to ask is kind of a two-part question. We'll get Rosa's answer on this first. How long have you been doing this and why did you start podcasting? So we have been doing it probably close to a year, I want to say, but we didn't release our first, I don't know, 20 episodes. The sound quality we had so much trouble with and just neither of us are real, you know, tech savvy when it comes to podcasting. I actually have a, a master's degree in digital education, wow. but this is a whole new world podcasting. What we've been doing and what we've released are very different things. My sister and I just really like hanging out. We have a we have a lot of fun together. We laugh a lot. Um, our podcasts, obviously, we talk about very serious matters, but we try to make them a little more lighthearted and entertaining. And we want to just kind of share what's out there and kind of make people aware of possible things that could happen, that have happened, and just keep the stories going. So we started it just because we we enjoy our time together and like Aww. talking with each other you can nice. tell too in your podcast yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we drive each other crazy 
<laughs> and Sarah, how about you? We started just as the lockdown was starting from the pandemic. So it's only been a few months for us. And it actually started because I am a trained victim advocate. So I go out to uh, local emergency departments and advocate for and support and provide information for sexual assault and domestic violence survivors when they're uh, when they call the hotline and go into the ED. So when the pandemic happened, the hospitals were not allowing volunteers in any- anymore. So our advocacy program kind of almost shut down. We were still doing phone advocacy, but it wasn't what it was, you know, going into the hospitals. You're not face to face with anybody. And a call, the calls to the hotline started dropping as well. So I said, you know, I really still want to be doing something, especially because the domestic violence numbers were spiking during the, the pandemic and they still are. So I wanted to still be able to use my training and help survivors. So I decided, you know, now is the best time. Let's start the podcast. We started our first episode actually was about the domestic violence statistics with the pandemic and basically information for people to to call phone numbers, hotlines, things like that, and information about shelters that were still open during the, the beginning of the, the pandemic. What you're doing is great. That's Thank amazing. You. Amazing. Thank you. Now, do you also, and I'm sorry, I've only listened to bits and pieces of this yeah, podcast. <laughs> Do you also deal a lot with the child abuse victims as well? So we do through the actual organization, but we don't talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Um, it, it's that's such a hard topic. Oh my gosh. To yeah. discuss. Mm-hmm. So that's something I didn't really want to even touch. Yeah. Right. I don't blame you. Tom and Sarah, may I ask her just one thing or say one thing about her podcast? I really, really do love that you are doing this because one of the things that was really breaking my heart at the beginning of the pandemic and I even made a post about it was that in the media, there wasn't really anything, anybody touching on, you know, how many abused people there were stuck in the houses with their abusers. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I can't imagine how many people had to go through really hellacious times and still are now like, that's just awful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Tina, do you remember the two questions? Yes. Why I started (laughs) and and what? mm, Go ahead and tell me. How long have you been doing this? Okay. I think we're about three months in, maybe a little bit less. And why I started was unfortunately in this uh, interesting era that we live in with all the trolls and the keyboard warriors and whatnot. It just started really getting on my nerves. So basically the whole premise was originally to just write a blog. So I wrote a post on Facebook and I said, you guys, I think I'm going to write a blog because the negative comments that I would get on certain things that I felt were just like really... Sometimes hurtful and ignorant. So a light bulb popped into my head when a a few friends messaged me and commented about the blog. And I immediately just type aid my way into the whole podcasting scene because I've, you know, as an actress or former actress, I have a lot of experience in voiceover and I like to talk too. So it's been really great. Yeah. See, for me, it was more out of boredom, I think. I've only been doing this for, I guess, since the pandemic has started as well. But it started, I guess, back in December and I had bought a microphone off of Amazon and it was just a cheap $30 microphone. And my wife said to me, like, what are you buying that for? Like, what are you doing with that? And I said, I have no idea. I don't know yet. So 
took a picture of it and I sent it to my buddy and I was like podcasting with a question mark and he sent me an email back and he was like let's do it so we started just getting into the planning phase of it and we just went along with it and here we are I think we're 25 episodes in as of this week coming up tomorrow's episode actually that's Ooh. coming out um, which is awesome. the Canada versus US episode uh-uh. and that was a lot of fun so we had a good actually, time with that one yeah like 25 is amazing did you guys know that most people stop podcasting after their seventh episode and no. then when you get to, yeah and oh, then the other wow. half drop off at like 20 so when you make it to 25 it's a huge deal so congrats and and we wow. get to be on it i'm so stoked yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean we have enough material right now to go another 10 episodes i think i have enough stuff recorded and edited and ready to go out but i don't want to put them out daily so yeah. i want to kind of just stretch it out a little bit i have another interview coming up on tuesday then i have another one on wednesday uh, actually two on tuesday and one on wednesday and then another one i think on friday Ooh. and then i am like i got to take a break because there's um <laughs> there's so much material i'm not going to be able to schedule it to go out so yeah. i don't want anybody to be disappointed and i feel really bad because i had a, a mother ask if i could have her son on who's autistic and for those that don't know i work with special needs kids every day in my in my career and i said i'd love to have him on and talk about autism and he wants to get this awareness out i just can't find the time where i'm going to be able to guarantee that his show is going to be able to come on to the podcast before september right now like i have enough material wow. to take us almost wow. into september wow. so i don't want to be disappointing to this guy that's going to be on the show so you know you you win some you lose some so i yeah. didn't pass on it just yet but at the same time it's just you know it, it's hard right tom um i would gladly take that person on because it has yeah. it deal, i deal a lot with that kind of stuff too and i have experience with people with autism and asperger's as well i did see on your linkedin account that you had your skills and experiences included that so i did notice that yeah. so thank you for your work with that so what are some of the major hurdles that we all face mm-hmm. and we'll start with sarah on this one uh, what are some of the major hurdles that you're finding when working on a podcast probably the major one is our audio <laughs> Our I, don't first... find, I actually don't find a problem with your audio. Re- well, have you listened to like our first two episodes? Because they were terrible. <laughs> well, everybody's everybody's first couple of episodes sound really bad and still you, right. until you start to learn the craft of the editing. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I actually have to say that we got our first bad review because someone said they listened to, I don't know what episode it was, but they claimed they couldn't hear anything, that they turned their volume up to 100 and still couldn't hear us. Oh, wow. So I asked around and people were like, no, we could hear you perfectly fine. So I don't know what that person was actually listening to, but wow. I would say that, yeah. Their earphones weren't plugged in all the way. Right? Oh my gosh. Why would somebody write a review like that? Seriously, yeah. What's the point of that? What's the but point? you know what? Know. Getting a bad review is not a bad thing. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, it actually made us more aware that we had to pay more attention to our audio. And yeah, so right. now our our latest episodes are really, I think they sound really great. So thank you to that person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Rosa, how about you? I think ours is time. Um, time to do the thorough research, time to write out our facts and story without plagiarizing. My sister works full time. I am a mom of a very active six-year-old. So just devoting the time and then the time to get together and record um, is a challenge. That's, I think, our, our biggest hurdle. And definitely. Tina, how about you? Oh, man, there's there's plenty to choose from. Like you were saying, like the podcast life balance, because we have an almost two-year-old beautiful baby girl named Aurora. So have that and just making decisions with the genre and figuring out how to have a coherent outline so that the show is pretty cohesive. And so that was that wasn't really a challenge per se, but to keep it short, moving providers, like I had mentioned before, that was huge. I don't recommend it, especially coming from Anchor. That was the worst. And then Sarah, you had mentioned your audio in the beginning. Yeah. And this is kind of funny. We actually have taken down or made patron only four or five of our episodes because the audio was just ridiculously terrible. We had <laughs> chopped and screwed them up so much with uh, Anchor's music and it was just, oh, you would you would gag if you heard it. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, I find I find our biggest hurdle is the social media advertising part of it. And the reason I say that is because there's so much to it. So you belong to so many groups. You're trying to get so many connections with people. You're trying to keep up with all of the posts that are in there, trying to interact with them. And I, I find it really, really difficult. And Tina and I had this conversation on Sunday on our live show where I went into one of the groups for Toronto. See, we don't pronounce the TT. Toronto. And that's right. Um, <laughs> so I went into one of the groups there and I was posting my links, but I hadn't gotten back to interact with them. And they started to get angry and saying, like, you're just coming in here and just posting your links Dropping and, and taking it. Mm -hmm. and, and essentially, that's what I was kind of doing. But I was like, you know, I'm being so distracted by the other groups because so much was going on. So I would drop a link here and then I get distracted by a comment here or a post here. And then I forget to go back to this one. And then I said, you know what? I apologize. I'm not a link dropper. I said, you can listen to our podcast. You can see I've done a live show. I've done, you know, I've yeah. I've contacted other people. We've gotten together. We've set up podcasts where we're going to do together. So I'm not one of those people that just goes in and link drops. I'm one right. that's trying to collaborate with other people and stuff like that. So I find the social media aspect of it very time consuming. Oh, yeah. But you it have to do it is. if you want to get it out there. To segue definitely. off that really quickly, Tom, I, ha I had this is funny. I think I told you about this. I went on one of the groups and I was new to it and it was my first day or two of podcasting after we had released an episode I had a moderator actually send me a very angry message first he commented that I, I didn't notice it because I have you know the other problem with social media is that you've got all your other stuff going on that's not just in the podcast group so then you're getting really confused and he actually sent me a really angry message saying this is the second or third time that you've done this and you can't do that it's not allowed like read the rules or I'm gonna kick you out and I was like, wow, I did not understand. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm really new to this. Right. Yeah. So I, I also try to really talk to people in the groups and get conversations going and, and not even talk about my own podcast just so that they know my name and it's familiar to them. So when I do promote our podcast on there, they are more liable to clicking on me and not ignoring me. Yeah, definitely. So what is everybody's favorite part about doing their podcast and what do they hate the most? 
most about doing the podcast? And we'll start with Sarah. So probably the piece I hate the most would be editing. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) What do I love the most? I think, honestly, when somebody just listens to an episode and I get like a DM and they want to talk to me about the information that I had in the episode and they start talking to me about their story. And I think that knowing that it resonates with people, even if it's just one, two people, that is what we do this for. So I think that's the most spectacular part of this. Nice. Okay. And Rosa, how about you? For a while, the worst part was listening to my own voice. When you <gasps> listen back, I was like, wait, I sound like that? That's how what people have to listen to all the time? <laughs> I've slowly gotten used to that a little bit more. It's still not my favorite thing, but that was tough. That was very hard for me. I do. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of Sarah and I have gotten messages recently. I'm very open about my anxiety. I'm very open about my miscarriages. I feel those are topics that shouldn't be hidden and more normalized. And I've had people DM me and saying, hey, I heard your podcast recently when you talked about your troubles with anxiety. And I just wanted to let you know, I was having a really rough night the other night and I remembered some stuff that you said and it just really helped me out. So same thing, little little messages, people that are listening. And if you get one person that gets a takeaway, I'm happy. And I think that's the most important thing that people have to realize is that we're not these big, huge podcasts like the Joe Rogan podcast, where we're going to reach a million or 10 million people or whatever it is. I'm happy that if you know we release an episode on fertility, because my wife and I went through yeah. fertility. And if it just reaches one person that can reach out to you and you can give out that kind of information, then you know what? It's a great feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. And Tina, how about you? Okay. So I don't know if I really could use the word hate for some of the things that I strongly dislike with podcasting, but I think it's a little bit different for me because I'm dealing with five people in the panel having to be what I don't want to be, which is sort of a micromanager because we all have our own individual strengths and weaknesses within the podcast of what we're good at behind the scenes in terms of marketing and promoting it. And so that for me is still an ongoing process. And it's very difficult at times dealing with everybody at once. People get upset and they think that I'm too much sometimes. And I'm just learning a lot more patience. I've never been a manager for anything. So it's kind of funny being in this position now. And what do I love about podcasting? Is that what you ask? Yeah. Yeah. So I I really love it all. I can't say anything about audio because Luckily for me, my husband has that covered, (laughs) though I do have to sit and listen to it. And that is something that I could probably say I hate is hearing the same sentence get fixed over and over and over and over and over again, amplified, unamplified and compressed. And the stutters. Oh, gosh. Tell him to put in a pair of earphones. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I want I'm also there like doing the thing that I just said I don't like doing, which is micromanaging. So I'm sitting there watching these wavelengths on audacity like. Wait, take that out. No, can you move that around, please? Like, I love you. Okay, now I'm going to put everyone on the spot because right now you're probably going to give me one name, but you don't want to because you might hurt somebody else's feelings. But who was your favorite guest on your show? Let's start with Rosa. We don't do a lot of guests. So my brother. You have to say your sister. <laughs> or my sister. We, we record at my brother's house. So he makes little appearances. I, he could be my, my favorite guest, right? That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Sarah, how about you? We also don't have guests, though our dogs make some <laughs> appearances. <laughs> Actually, the episode that's being released tonight has a little bit of one of our dogs in it. So I would probably say them. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Dogs don't count as background noise, so there's no getting rid of that. Nope. And Tina, I know you've had a, quite a few guests on, so which one was your favorite? I'm going to have to go ahead and say RJ Jacobs because he's a psychologist and an author, and he's been keeping in contact with me since we first started talking and our initial interview, which I'm going to have to tell a little story about that in a second, but he answers all of my questions about psychology at midnight sometimes. I'll just have like a burning question. So he's actually been a really good friend, become a really good friend, and he's just a very patient, calm, good listener with a lot of good information. And then his novels are excellent, too. So because the show is psychology based, I, I really do enjoy talking to him about psychology, which is why I would consider him my favorite, though I do love all of the guests. <laughs> and can I just really quickly say what happened the first time I interviewed him? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> OK, so we both couldn't figure out Skype or Zoom. I'd never had a guest. He was my very first and he was having Skype issues. I had had that one figured out. So I said, okay, let's move over to Zoom. Apparently you have to pay to record in Zoom. So I was like, oh no, like I'm just gonna really quickly, 30 minutes into us freaking out over this, download this app, this uh, call recording app. And guess what happened? Only my end of the conversation recorded. Oh no. Oh, no. no. Yeah. But yeah, we, we redid it and it was better than it would have been. So I was actually happy. But listening to that, the anxiety I had I was like oh gosh I just lost I just lost someone my first time <laughs> but I didn't yay <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to say I'm going to go against what I said. And I'm going to say that it was a tie with three of my guests that I've had on. And I had a friend of mine who is a comedian and he came on and he was my first guest that I had on. And we didn't really have the audio set up properly. So his was done through a phone call hooked up onto the computer. It didn't come off as the best sounding quality in the podcast, but loved doing the interview. And then I had a, a musician on as well. That was a childhood friend of mine. I went to elementary school with him and then we just reconnected and he works with special needs kids and his yeah. music is just fantastic. And then I also did a interview with another gentleman by the name of Shannon Bland, AKA the big homie from the friends oh, with yeah. benefits podcast. <laughs> and man, I, I just had a great time with that guy. He was just super fantastic coming on the show, dropped a lot of knowledge on me on stuff that I wasn't aware of and yeah. just, you know, just an organic conversation and we just had fun with it. And I'm going to be going back onto his show at some point as well. So, I mean, we've we've made a connection just like all of us have. And, you know, it's just really enjoyable doing guest spots on the show as well, because you get to meet a lot of people and you get to find out more deep stuff about their personal lives. Now, before I go on, Tina, I want you to spell favorite for me. <laughs> oh, I actually have got this down. F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. There's the correct spelling. There you yes, go. I mean, every, <laughs> There's... I, I, I get, you know, people tell me when I spell color with a U that it's silly. But since I lived in England before, I do sometimes spell the words that Americans spell with a U. And now I've kind of trained myself not to. <laughs> the, the U belongs in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So what is everybody's, I guess, one thing that they had to edit out that they just hated so much in their episode that they had to take out of their podcast? And Sarah, I guess we'll start with you. That's a really good question. I don't really, I don't know if I have an answer to that. I mean, the most that we have to edit out is, again, our dogs. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe there's just stuff that we say that may seem a little insensitive. And then when we play it back, we realize that that doesn't sound right. We can't have that out there. You know, we have to get that out of there. I think that would probably be it. Yeah. And I think I think that's what I was kind of going for, because I think we all when we're talking, we think that we're making sense in something. And then you go back and you listen to it and you say, oh, no, no, I can't. There's no way I could have that in there. Did I say yeah. that? Somebody is going <laughs> to yeah. get offended by this, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. And you think that while you're saying it, that it's coming out coherently, but it could be taken in two different ways and you didn't get your actual point across. Ugh. Yeah, 100%. How about you, Rosa? Same. I Commenting, you know, off the cuff versus listening to it and going, oh, these people may not know my sarcastic sense of humor. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and come off as insensitive, like you said. So just that stuff, making sure that what your true message is coming in across, not your your attitude. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have to say that mine is my laugh, my guffaws. Sometimes they are so cringy. I, I listen to them and I'm like, immediately delete that, please, honey. Get that out of there. Like, I sound like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> Well, that's funny because you had actually said something on the podcast that we did on the live show and then listened to it and automatically text me and said, hey, can you take that out of there? Because it didn't come across as the way you intended it to, right? Yes. So it's a good thing that we go back and listen to it and then actually edit it out if we want to. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing that I wanted to bring up that everybody here has brought up is that, you know, the getting the point across. And I was going to say, yeah, Tom, exactly. Like there, I said something that I was like, oh, no. Oh, that could totally be taken the wrong way. And uh, it was just, yeah, I, after hearing it, I was like, it's got to go. And I'm sorry, what was the question? What, what is one thing that you wish you knew before getting into podcasting? I guess I think that we can all attest to the fact that in these groups, there is less support than I would like there to be. There is more stepping on each other's toes. And like you were mentioning earlier, link dropping in a place that's I've asked a question that has nothing to do with you (laughs) dropping your link. And that can be very frustrating. And I try to make friends with all these people. And sometimes they just they don't care to be or they're dishonest with something that you've made a promise to them with, such as listening to their show and giving an honest review. And I will go out of my way and actually do that because they asked and I get ignored if I ask certain people like, hey, did you ever get a chance to listen to the show? I'd love some criticism. And I I think we all get that one guy that does that link dropping all the time about advertising on Apple Podcasts. I kind of make fun of that guy in the group every single time I see him make a comment on somebody's post because he just keeps on posting the same thing. And it's got to be a bot because I don't see how this guy is really seeing everybody's posts and just posting the same exact thing every time. Yeah, But it's constant and I can't stand that in the groups. You can actually block them from seeing their posts. Oh, I know I can block them, but it's more fun this way. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> so that you can make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, everybody's dealt with that. I see people posting about it lately. Like, hey, why is this guy just like doing this and that? And like, I mean, the moderator should do something about it. Definitely. <laughs> but then 100%. Tom wouldn't have. Sarah, his- That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, how about um, you? What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> what is the one thing that you wish that you knew before getting into the podcasting? Right. Probably just how much research and effort really goes into just one, you know, one hour episode. I love researching. I That's like what I do. And I love writing my scripts and everything. I actually, I have a degree in creative writing. So writing is my thing. But the fact that I'm also in school right now, <laughs> I have research to do, you know, for school. So when I have to research for a case that we're doing for, again, you know, half hour to one hour episode, it takes up like an entire week's worth of time that I should be dedicating to other things. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I just I guess I wish that I would have known more about how much effort we really have to put forward to make this thing go. Yeah, I totally agree. A hundred percent. It's I, I didn't know that it was going to consume so much time. I still get my <laughs> wife saying like, hey, are you going to put your phone down tonight? Or just doing research, looking stuff up and trying to get the right information and making sure that it's right and then double checking that and then responding Mm -hmm. to messages and trying to make posts and stuff like that. I didn't realize that it was so time consuming. And you have a lot of podcasts out there. And and again, no knock on them because that's their choice if they want to do it or not. But they don't edit their podcast. So it's basically speak into the mic, hit the record button and then post it. So there's not a lot of work involved in it. But I was talking about this with Tina on Sunday is that we like the audio quality to be good and we've become perfectionist at it that if it sounds like crap we don't want to release it (laughs) so we just want that to get out there and I didn't realize that it was so much work oh yeah but you know what I think that it makes it so much more rewarding to listen to your podcast after you realize you put all this effort into it and also we're not wasting our time just scrolling in our news feeds we're actually doing something that we want to be doing and that we all have a passion for. So I think that's really important. Makes it feel better to be on your phone or computer when you know that you're doing something that you have a passion for. Definitely. And Rosa, how about you? I started out, like a lot of people, knowing absolutely nothing. Knowing nothing about microphones, nothing about what form goes with what, Anchor versus Podbean. And I researched a ton of blogs and they all contradicted one another. And so we just kind of dove in and made our best un educated, educated guests. And I just wish there was someone that I could have talked to that I trusted about all of those questions. I fe- I threw out a bunch of questions on some of those Facebook groups and I just didn't get a lot of good feedback. So we right. just kind of made our best guess. Mm. Learned the hard way. Sometimes that's the best way. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to people that are starting off on podcasting? I see a lot of new posts right now now in some of the groups saying that they're starting out with a new podcast and they're just looking for some advice or some tips. And I try to help them out and answer them today. Somebody had messaged in one of the groups and said, I started a new podcast and I want to know how to get rid of that background noise, that hissing. And I saw that nobody had responded. So I actually sent her a message and said, hey, if you look into using Audacity because she wasn't using Audacity, I can help you because I'm familiar with that program and I can get that background noise out for you. 
But if you're not using Audacity, I don't know what to do. But if you try that, then feel free to message me. So what's one of the best things that you could tell a new podcaster? And Tina, we will start with you. First, I would say, Tom, thank you for what you've done for me in terms of SEO. When I had that post that nobody wanted to help me with, someone even (laughs) made fun of me for telling me that I could look it up. But really, it's not that simple. You can't just look up how to do SEO. So, uh, So thank you for that. But one of the things that I would say, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody, is don't start off on Anchor. Is anyone here on Anchor? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, you are, Rosa? I am. And I'm, I, yeah, I am. Tell me, tell me everything. (laughs) Well, this is the reason why. When we moved providers, because I realized, well, I already knew I was serious. It's just that I had done research on Anchor and what the best way to start is. And I guess Anchor, since it's owned by Spotify, really knows how to push their ads and get those reviews because it had such a great rating. The support was really terrible. They wouldn't answer for like 10, 12 hours sometimes. That's not my main issue with Anchor. My main issue is that they take your content. Anyone can steal your content from Anchor. So basically when I switched to Podbean had the most difficult time to where I still have two Spotify's and I don't know which one belongs to Podbean or Anchor because they haven't taken it down yet. And once you delete your Anchor, if you haven't saved all of it, it's gone forever. But they tell you to resubmit your feed and redirect your feed. But like the analytics are really bad too. Oh, not, I'm not going to say bad, but you get better analytics with other providers. And my main concern really was the fact that they can take your content and do whatever they want with it, any person and put it anywhere. And they make it hard for you to get and own your own stuff. I've heard that just recently, actually. Yeah. And a man I saw in a group actually just lost his entire show. They just deleted it and didn't give him a reason why. Oh, jeez. But he might have been saying like explicit stuff, you know, but that still sucks. But that's his stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's it's his stuff, which is that's I was like, whoa, when I saw that the other day. And so many people got upset with me when I said something similar in a group like don't use Anchor. And they actually told me that's slander towards Anchor. And I was like, actually, it's the truth. So... All right. Okay, Sarah, how about you? Any kind of advice that you can offer anyone that's new to podcasting? I think just know what you're doing this for. It took my husband and me a very long time to figure out what we were going to be doing our podcast about. I had dabbled with the idea for about a year and I just couldn't put my thumb on what I wanted to talk about. And again, once the the pandemic happened, it kind of just like struck me. This is where I need to be. This is what I need to be doing. And it's so fulfilling to know that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about that is going to hopefully help other people. And I'm not saying, you know, anybody needs to create a podcast that's going to be, you know, the things that we do here. Everyone obviously goes into this for many different reasons, but just know what your reason is and go into it with the passion behind it. Because if you're going into it to be Joe Rogan, it's that's not going to (laughs) happen. 
Definitely. And Rosa, how about you? I think you have to enjoy your subject matter and kind of what Sarah was saying, have a passion for it. So if it is a true crime or an advocacy group, it's maybe not a happy subject, but there is a reason that you are recording and there is a reason you're getting your messages out there. And maybe it's some sitcom that you love, but it has to be whatever you're passionate about or enjoy a lot because you're going to be spending many, many hours doing your research search and recording and editing and then waiting to get your followers and then doing the same thing the next week and you're not going to get paid so make sure that you really like what you're doing absolutely yep well one piece of advice that i would offer new podcasters is to be yourself and to not worry about the numbers and i know we all worry about getting the numbers in there but i had a interview that i just did with a friend of mine who's a digital marketer and he is actually doing the digital marketing for the artist that's I can't name any names right now but the artist that's number 12 on the iTunes chart right now and he's doing the digital marketing for him and he made a good comment on the show and what he said was what we have to think of is if you have 5 to 10 likes on a post that you made don't get upset about that because at the end of the day you have to think of those as 5 to 10 people and if those 5 to 10 people were in your house you would have a full house so if you had a million likes you would be able to fit them in your house. But the five to 10 people that just liked your post are almost like those five, 10 people you don't know that just came inside to your house. And it made so much sense to me because those five or 10 people don't know who you are, listened to you or read your post, liked your post. And now that's the way it's going to spread organically. Yeah. So I think that's the best advice to give to somebody. Although we all want to chase numbers because we want to hit certain goals. That's fine. You want to hit your goals. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But again, like I think Sarah said, you know, let's not all think that we're Joe Rogan here and we're going to get the 10 million followers or the 10 million listens. We're not going to hit that number. And we just have to be happy with what we're doing and enjoy what we're doing. I do want to add that because that wasn't a very positive thing, but it was something that needed to be heard, I think, by a lot of people that want to get into podcasting. But if you want to start podcasting, don't just sit there and, and think about it. If you're really like feeling driven and passionate about something or a topic or what you all do, just jump right into it and see where it goes. Don't stop. Don't hesitate. Just get in there and do it because it's really not as difficult as we're showing here. I mean, it is difficult, but it's not hard to get started. And once you find your way and your path with it, it will take some time. I can say that we didn't really have the perfect outline. That's something that if I could go back in time and do, I would have thought harder on the structure of the show, like having a good intro and an outro and a, a certain amount of time that I want because some people like longer podcasts, some people like five minute podcasts. Um, so I would have went back in time and made those decisions, but we learned the hard way and that's totally fine and you can do it. And we can be Joe Rogan eventually if we just keep trying, <laughs> but hopefully not as annoying. Yeah, we we can we can be Joe Rogan. We can at the end of the day, but we can't start to think that way. You have to think right. off small and then grow right. your, your your stuff organically. And again, all you have to do is if you're just starting out, have fun with it. Take a shot, have yes. fun with it and see where it goes. Because yes. once you get through the first few episodes, you may say, you know what, I'm really enjoying doing this. And the product will continue to get better and better and better. And you'll get subscribers and you'll get listeners. You'll make collaborations. You'll make new friends. 
and it just becomes a real fun time doing it. Yeah. yeah. Besides all the annoying audio stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So what is everybody's goal on their podcast? I know basically you want to get a message out, but is there any other goals that you guys are trying to get out there with the podcast? Like what's the end game? Sorry. And I'm going to ask Rosa first. I don't really have a specific end game. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the time I'm spending with my family. I'm enjoying the research and the stories I'm telling and finding more out about. I just today had a mom message me about her son that's been missing and wants us to do a story on that. Uh, so I, I'm enjoying that. And I just want to keep going with it. Okay. And Sarah, how about you? Pretty much the same thing. I don't know if I have one particular goal. I think because we all are doing pretty important work. I, I think that, like you said before, we have a message to get out there. Like I said earlier, if we're just getting one or two people that have heard us and have understood what we're trying to get across, I think that's what my goal has been all along is just to get the importance of facilitating these conversations out there so that others will have these conversations because yeah. they're they're difficult conversations to have. And I think that it's incredibly important for more people to start talking about the things that we talk about on our podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. And Tina, how about you? I'm going to be the, the weird one here and say that I do have a goal <laughs> with it. It's kind of a endless spectrum of topics within our genre of psychology and the people on my panel with all of their different philosophies and ideas and angles on different things, which is what makes it really fun. And then we get to get into other people's heads. And that's another form of psychology. We're constantly learning about how our society works these days. So my end goal really is to keep pushing out content out there that people have a hard time discussing or are curious about, but it's not really Googleable. Like you got to get in there and get that firsthand experience or hear it from someone that did. And and do it in a way that fun to listen to, but also very informative. So I consider podcasting, though I haven't made any, I've made about $30 <laughs> so far. And that's just by selling ad tiers. But I, I do plan on making this an entire career. And podcasting really has helped. I feel everyone in my panel get to know themselves better and find themselves as well in a lot of different ways. Because like we've all said in one form or another, like listening to ourselves on a playback at the beginning is like sometimes ugh, like I, I sound like that. <laughs> but then it also helps you in the daily world with how you speak, you know, having to do all of these things really helps you grow your confidence and get your messages out there, like you said, and just keep learning. And I think it's podcasting is an amazing tool for that, especially during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's probably really therapeutic for most of us. Yes. Yeah. Screw it. I'm just going to be the one to say it. I want to be the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think what podcasting has done is it's been an actual good outlet. You know, I've had people say to me, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the health episode that I had put out. I think that was our second episode that we had put out. And it was just about the health struggles that I went through last year. And I had somebody, one of my friends actually say to me, you know, are you, you're just looking for attention 
attention. And I said, it's not attention. What it is, is an outlet for you to speak on because sometimes it gets rough to just bottle that stuff up. Yes. And sometimes you feel that you can't talk to other people about it. Or, you know, I can talk to my wife about it, but my wife knows the whole situation that I've been through. And she was there for every moment of it. And God bless her for yeah. it. But you use it as an outlet and it, and it helps you with that part of your life as well. And I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to use it as an outlet, whether it's been a sad moment or a happy moment. Uh, I think podcasting has been fantastic for myself. And I'm sure you guys all feel the same way. I can't believe that your quote unquote friend would actually say that to you. Yeah, that's not a very good friend. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if he meant it in such a bad way. But at the, at the end of the day, it was, you know, I'm not looking for that attention. That's not what it's about. It's right. just about me telling a story and getting stuff off my chest and being able to have that outlet and say what I said. And it was more of a explaining my my situation and then reading something that I had wrote for my wife that I had even hadn't even told her. So that was the first time she got to listen to it when we actually did that episode. Oh, so yeah, and she wow. cried there. Yeah. And it, it just served as a good outlet for me. And I think that was just fantastic. And that's why I've still continued with it. And my wife still comes on the show from time to time and we have a good time with it. And I still have a good time with my co-host. We have like really good episodes coming up and it's a good time. So, I mean, that's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. All yeah. Right. That episode so, was heart wrenching. It, it made me tear up a bit. But well, I kind of I kind of laughed at her when she cried. Right. So I, when she was crying, I had to stop and say, OK, don't worry, everybody. She's OK. You know, it's fine. And yeah, she's OK. It was just bringing back memories of what had happened. Yeah. And then, you know, so it was OK. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it was traumatic. So I think we're going to wrap it up unless anyone else has anything else to say. You guys feel free to plug your social media links where they can find you. Anything you want to talk about for your podcast, any upcoming episodes that everyone should be looking forward to. Here's your chance. Go ahead and shoot. We'll start with Sarah. Sure. Through the month of August, we're actually going to be doing a deep dive into sexual assault in the military. So we're going to be discussing, uh, you know, higher profile cases like Vanessa Vigien and um, Lavina Johnson. But we're also going to be doing some episodes with guests. So we're finally going to have guests on women who have actually served in the military who have experienced sexual violence. So we really want listener questions for these women. You know, maybe someone out there is thinking about enlisting. Maybe someone is already in the military and is maybe going through something like this. Just, you know, any questions that anybody might have that they want to ask somebody who has gone through this type of experience. And you can send those questions to us via email, uh, blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com or our Instagram. You can always DM us at blackbirdadvocacy. And I'm always available on the Instagram page for anybody who just wants to talk about anything that's going on. You know, maybe you've gone through some trauma that you just want to talk about. And sometimes it's really good to just have a stranger kind of listen to you. Um, you know, an unbiased, non-judgmental person who's just going to tell you it's okay. Again, at Blackbird Advocacy on, on Instagram. Perfect. And Rosa, how about you? So our topic changed weekly. We talk about psychics one week and we just, our latest episode was actually uh, crimes in the military. So we go from the strange to the more serious. So every week is a little different, but if there are ideas that people want to shoot out to us, they can find us on Facebook at The Ripple Podcast with Rosa and Angela or on Instagram at Ripple Pod. Yeah, we would love to have some listeners. 
check us out. Yes, definitely. And Tina. Okay, everybody. If you want to listen to the Psyche Dash Delic podcast, <laughs> all of our links are on Linktree. So it's spelled L-I-N-K-T-R dot ee backslash the psychedelic podcast there is no dash between psyche and delic there and if you have any questions inquiries or want to be featured on our show you could just shoot us an email at tpdpcrew at gmail.com i'm really excited to hear the episode of canada versus america that tom has coming out this <laughs> week and i'll be releasing part two of that because uh, there are two parts it was long and awesome and every week we do release our main episodes with my panel on Sundays and the interviews that I do pop up whenever they want as of right now and there should be one coming out this week. I don't have an exact day for it but basically I'm interviewing another interviewer. So uh, Mandela Effect comes out tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fine. It, it's been forgotten but we're bringing it back. Very nice. And I know I think at the end of the month just the first or uh, last weekend of July and the first day of August I believe I think we're all part of the group to podcast group. I think we're going to be touching on some either live episodes or doing something similar to this as well. So we all are going to be getting back together again. Hopefully we'll get some more guests on at the same time as well. I think we're all pretty much relatively in the same time zone where we're not like 10 hours ahead of each other where we're going to have to have issues with that. So I'm looking forward to that because that should be fun as well because there'll be a few more other people that are going to be joining us as well. So uh, anybody else have any last words to say before we sign off for tonight? Thank you so much for setting this up, Tom. This is awesome. Yes, thank you. We really, this is phenomenal. And, you know, everybody's been talking about how they don't feel like this is a really good networking situation (laughs) to be in some of these Facebook groups. But obviously, we have made fantastic friends with everybody that's involved right here. And I think that says so much for our community. A hundred percent. And to think that we're not even all from the same place. I mean, you have, you know, Southern California and Texas and New York and I'm in Canada and you know so it's 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 great that we're all networking and able to be able to talk to each other online and then actually come on Skype and do a whole interview together and just have some fun with it and go from there and I know we're going to have more of these collaborations in the future and hopefully next time somebody else will be able to host it and then that way you guys can release the episode uh, as quick as you want to and and go from there but I think that's what we're going to do we're going to wrap it up right now don't have to hang up when we're when I stop the recording. Yeah, thank you, Tom, for having us on the show. I had a really good time and I'm really glad that I got to meet you, Rosa and Sarah. This was really fun and I love meeting like-minded people that are actually serious about what we do and take it, you know, we're taking strides that a lot of people I think miss in the whole scope of being a podcaster because networking is super important and you don't get very far if you don't have a tribe behind you. So it's all oh, about supporting you. each other and like-minded people. So absolutely. Yes, like this is so cool. Like how rare is it that people aren't just talking over each other constantly? Like everyone was very patient with everyone else when they were speaking. It was well, there great. was a few, there was a few moments there where I forgot to to say, okay, you go, you go. And there was like a dead space. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to say that, right? Cause I'm not used yeah. to having to say that. Exactly. Cause everyone was so polite. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. This was awesome guys really really enjoyed it hopefully we'll be able to do it again we'll set something up for sure in the near future so as always stay safe be kind to each other and we will see you guys later Here we go there. <laughs>